Hi, welcome back to Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. My name is Rene from Reply, and today we're going to talk about education in the Metaverse for emerging markets. And for this, I'm very honored to have a special expert guest today, Joseph B. Crosswhite. Hi, Joseph, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Rene. It's great to be here, man. Thanks. It's an honor to be a part of the show. Awesome. Well, I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Um, but before we start, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background as it relates to, you know, anything AR, VR, 3D, and of course, emerging markets? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Joseph Crosswhite. I'm the CEO and co-founder of XR Global. We're a US-based company that is focused on emerging markets. We're based out of Africa, as well as here in uh, Europe. I'm, I'm actually in Croatia. Been doing AR, VR for, uh, since about 2017. Uh, we started off pretty much in, my background is mostly uh, with the US government, doing things in the government with VR. But then I, I decided I wanted to look at a better solution because we knew that people need this type of solution. And that's where uh, XR Global came in. We started looking at emerging markets and how we can benefit from that. Yeah, that's, it's awesome. It's also a great cause, but we will talk about this uh, much further now. Um, like you said, you're focusing on education uh, for emerging markets, and you do this uh, with virtual reality technology. And I'm, I'm sure you often hear skepticism around that, you know, regarding that, of course, emerging market have limited access to technology there. And, uh, you know, some people might say, oh, what are you doing with VR in emerging markets? Like, maybe get the basics there first, that kind of a thing. But um, it's, it's often a misconception from, I would say, a northern hemisphere where people have certain things in their mind, right? And so how are you, basically, let me ask the question differently. How are you solving um, the, the kind of limited access to technology in emerging markets? And how can this be scaled, in fact? Well, interesting point is, I always dispute the idea that emerging markets don't have technology. Uh, because if you think about the technology we're using with the metaverse, all has to do with internet connectivity. If you don't have the internet, it doesn't matter what you're using, you won't have a metaverse. And where in the world is internet located? So, and where do people have access to the internet? And in emerging markets, they were late at the game to get cell phone technology. But what now, when you go to emerging markets, countries like Zimbabwe, or you go to uh, Mozambique, um, where we work heavily, we get a 4G, 5G connection all over the place. Why is this? It's because they were able to bring in the latest technology of cell phone, uh, the cell phone towers and put them in place. So they have better internet in Africa than what we normally have in the West. Uh, sure, sure, it costs more money and uh, the, you know, they're still working through the data structures of it. But overall, we, we are not limited necessarily to data uh, and having access to the internet. So they have that background, they have that structure in place to where we can bring tech to them and utilize it in a very special way. Now, the challenge we've always faced with in emerging markets is affordability. And a, a cost of a headset sometimes would be an annual wage of someone who's working in the emerging markets. A lot of our clients are that way. So one of our challenges we've, we've, we've looked at is how do we be able to position ourselves to provide this technology to that marketplace without breaking the backs of our clients. So we're funded by a lot of large corporations, uh, donors, and things like that. And so they're paying for the hardware. We, we're providing the software, the training solutions, the platform, 
and we're able to bring this technology to emerging markets, use the backbone of that great internet power that they have to be able to deliver this technology to them. So this is how we're able to accomplish that. Understood. And and also, I, I think when I, we talked previously, right, full disclaimer, of course, and you also mentioned the, uh, um, the scalability that can happen because like you can use, for, for example, you can use one VR device, but multiple people can use it, right? Like, Yeah, absolutely. So what we've done at XR Global, we've built the Meta Academy, which is a really unique platform. It is a platform we call a learning experience platform for emerging markets. So it's really not something we're targeting the Western market for. This is really geared to them. And we do have issues where sometimes we, we need to work in an offline environment. So we have it to where users can put on the headset and they log in with a six digit code and they get their modules presented to them that is assigned to them. So they go through the training and then they do the pre-assessment, the post-assessment, and it reports back to our Meta Academy uh, front end database. And that's where our clients can see what's our results. Right now we're seeing some great results in the field. I just looked, we saw like about a, um, a 40% difference in, in the uh, pre-assessments and post-assessments, which are great. We're getting some amazing feedback from our clients right now. So um, the scalable factor is yes, this is not a headset for one individual. Uh, you put it on, another person punches in their six digit code, they get access to their data, they can take the course. We're seeing on average that we can train 10 people a day with one headset. So a headset, a pack of eight, which we have as our training pack, can train 80 people a day. That's why right now we have trained over 80,000 to 100,000 people um, within the emerging markets uh, in farming uh, technologies. So it's a really awesome experience and seeing how we could scale this. But we know that we're not going to be able to get our clients to purchase headsets for each individual person. We provide that as a solution with our platform. Got it. So there's a training pack, like you said, and then can then the devices can be shared and so on. That makes a lot of sense. And wow, really impressive. Like so many people already trained there. And you already mentioned like a few training cases like farming and so on. But can you talk also a little bit about like what kind of um, emerging markets, what kind of countries you're focusing on and what kind of training uh, you have performed there? Like, can you give some examples around the, the products, the training products, for example, yeah. you did there? So we're currently in eight countries and five regions of the world right now. Been around since 2018. Uh, we're doing really well in our impact side. And, and that's one of our focuses, making sure that the type of training that we're doing, we're not here just to check off a list. We're trying to make an impact to people's lives. So we've done training in a lot of agriculture, uh, working with agricultural businesses, small uh, businesses. Uh, we call those agricultural inputs. So where we're teaching them how to do inventory management, um, how do they do the first in, first out of their products? We're also teaching warehouse management, how to stack seeds, uh, how to stack fertilizer, what's the safety aspects of it. Then we're also training the farmers on how to plant correctly, making sure that you're not putting 12 seeds in one hole and making sure you're doing it differently. So the seeds are not fighting against each other, the germination process. We're also teaching about aflatoxin and how that affects the, the human body, if you eat maize or corn that has aflatoxin bacteria on it or the virus. So this is a big problem in emerging markets. We, we've trained um, in Rwanda, Mozambique, South Africa. We're doing stuff right now in the Philippines. Um, we're, we've worked in the US. Uh, we worked in the European market. 
uh, but uh, mostly it's been in the emerging market sector where it's been the agricultural side of things. Um, we've we've taught some things um, that um, I'm, I'm just thinking of some new examples. Uh, Fall armyworm is a great example of of, of one of our courses that we we worked with uh, Feed the Future on, which is a USAID project. Um, where fall armyworm is this caterpillar that has destroyed 40% of the crops um, in Africa in, with maize. Uh, and it's, and it's, it's one of the worst things ever. And just with our VR training, we can show them how to fight and combat that so you can have better results. So these are some of the things that we're training. We're now seeing financial literacy uh, training. We're doing that in Asia, and we're doing that also in Africa as well where we're teaching how to do financial banking using mobile apps, using M-Pesa that we've seen in Kenya. And Kenya is one of our other big markets that we've worked with as well, where we've taught construction and how to do masonry tools and understanding how an entrepreneur can get into masonry. Um, we're teaching motorcycle maintenance in Mozambique to women and youth, which there's millions of motorcycles all over Africa. So we have to teach them. They need to be able to know how to repair motorcycles there's not enough maintenance people. We're looking at teaching beekeeping in, in uh, some of the provinces of Mozambique and in Ghana. And now we're looking at Ethiopia in the coffee uh, side of the business. So those are some examples that we are working in. Wow. That's a, a, a wide diversity of, of countries and markets, but also in terms of like training subjects, I would say. That's uh, really impressive. And uh, I can totally also see like how training for beekeeping is also safer to do with VR headsets than with the real bees because I can imagine it's a uh, they can uh, they can hurt a little bit but uh, yeah no, that's... <laughs> I for one when I was shooting the content for the beekeeping uh, training I was stung six times and these are African honeybees which are very aggressive and I can uh, definitely appreciate people now taking the VR course. In, in beekeeping so they can experience the beehive before they actually touch the real beehive. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have an established platform, so you have to create custom content, of course, for those. But once that is done, you can scale it to a lot of folks, right? Yeah, you know, the interesting about our platform at Meta Academy, there's a lot of platforms out on the market that says, hey, you can go in there and create a 360 video course and use this tool to do it. Our tool is, is not that way. We allow a Unity developer to use all of their Unity uh, functionality. I mean, you go to Unity, you build it all in Unity, our Unreal Engine, and you're able to build it and then put it into our platform. So this is a little different than what we see in the marketplace today. So we're not providing a tool set for the developers and we're not hindering the development process. We want you to use Unity and Unreal Engine at your full capacity and using all the tools that are coming out. And then you can load it into our platform. And that's the beauty of the platform. I think this is a great approach, honestly, because um, like uh, like you're saying, right? I mean, some some platforms they have these creator tools, um, but usually, yeah, you know, especially if you have a development background, you feel a little bit like it's it's not providing you really what you want to do, and you have to work around certain things, and it's so much effort. And I really appreciate that you guys have this integration, for example, with Unity or Unreal. It, like you said, you can create your custom training, your custom stuff, all all in there, and then upload that. I think this is a is a nice way, um, and that worked for example with Altspace as well, which is well sunset now. But uh, it was definitely a a great mode to get custom 
um, custom content into these platforms because it, it's also better maintainable. It's an established development tool like the experts know and love. And so I think that's much better than just providing, trying to recreate like low-code offering tools because like you, it's hard to keep up. And you already have a kind of a low-code offering tool, which is Unity and Unreal in the end. Like you don't have to code a lot of stuff. You can actually... Uh, do a lot of things without writing any line of code in, in those, right? And it's it's right. established tools, so why not use that? I think that's a smart approach. Yeah, so that's that's one of the reasons we did it because, I mean, we're developers as well. We don't want to hinder the development process. And a developer may want to use their script or their however they want to write to be able to perform that, that function. And another thing is most of our courses, like we're able to see a four-hour course that's normally given in a classroom setting be consolidated down to 30 minutes. To be able to do that, we don't want to hinder how long a course is going to be. So if you get using some of these authoring tools that are out on the market with your, their platforms, um, you, you are hindered by the amount of time and how long the course is. And if it's WebGL and a lot of times that it doesn't really, uh, uh, doesn't really work to its full capacity. So there's a lot yeah. of glitches in it. So we're yeah. trying to make a more stable platform, but it's for emerging markets. It is geared. That's our niche in our, our business market. We are working in education now with schools and uh, we're doing workshops within some of our educational institutes, providing VR using Meta Academy as a live classroom environment for emerging markets as well. And we've designed a headset that does use 4G, 5G SIM cards. So instead of having to worry about Wi-Fi in these emerging markets, we can just connect to the local mobile network and they're able to be in a live classroom setting with 20 other students have a teacher that's in New York or in Germany uh, teaching kids down in rural areas of emerging markets. So this is a, a really awesome tool that, that we're starting to see expand quite a bit uh, mm -hmm. throughout our, our, our market space. Yeah, this, this is fantastic. Uh, let's also talk about the effectiveness of these VR trainings. And you know, recently, well, recently, a couple of months ago, I saw a, a study um, that also uh, talked about like if you do things with your hands and you can do like if you're in a VR training, right? You use um, controllers, like you, you trigger them, you use your hands or even use hand tracking, right? With certain devices, you have hand tracking and so you can do these things with your hands itself. So if you do things with your hands, it triggers the hippocampus in your brain, which is an essential element for long-term memorization, right? So right. I think, uh, that, so this is also mo much more effective than just sitting in a classroom. But anyway, how let's let's hear it from you because I think you also did a study actually also with USAID uh, about the effectiveness of VR training. And so can you can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we first started out, we were looking at emerging markets and like, what can we, do? we want to make sure that if we're bringing VR, we're going to invest in this market space. Is there really going to be an effective way to do it? So we trained, um, or we actually volunteered on a project to study it. And we took 40 agro dealers, or these are the guys who sell seeds in, and we did this in Rwanda. We brought them together and in a random study, 20 of them took a four hour course that was um, done in Kenyawandan in the local language um, with an instructor. We did a pre and post assessment. They scored um, a, I believe it was a 34% uh, um, on their pre-assessment. And then on the post-assessment, they received like a 37%. So there was like a very small percentage of knowledge increase. that they 5% got basically, right? Do what? I said 5%. Is yeah, it was like 5%. Increase. It was really low. And, and I was oh. disappointed by it. And then, But then when I took the other 20 people and we put them in a VR headset 
and we did the same course that was four hours in it uh, in regular course, and we built it in 30 minutes in VR. They took the 30 minute one. We saw that they scored an 88.9% on the post assessment uh, because the baseline was like a 43%. And then the, 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 their post assessment was like 89%. So it's like nine to 10 times the knowledge increase. Then we knew we were onto something. So we, but, but we didn't want to just take that example. So being that I was working in the U.S. and I, I had access to some really skilled workers in the States, I went back and I did the same study with a group of Air Force pilots who fought, who uh, not fought, they, they fly these uh, million dollar jets. So we're like, okay, we're going to try it with them. Did the same study with them. We got the same exact results. Then I realized, wait a minute. Okay, this is not about where uh, level of education you're on or what country you're from or whether you're from emerging markets or first world country. This has to do with the brain. So we start realizing the brain in VR is being affected a different way than if I was being lectured to. And so we, we, we work with the University of Maryland, Neuroinstein Institute. We start seeing studies coming from PwC on this and all of our results are the same. So we're new. Okay. Well, we're, we were definitely onto something. And this is what we saw when we first uh, approached the emerging markets. Wow. That is really impressive. And I also love the, uh, the com comparison you did in the U.S., like you said, right? Because it's a whole, I mean, you were explaining it perfectly fine. Um, but just to recap, uh, you basically, it's a whole different kind of education level, again, and also different environment and uh, a whole different mindset maybe even right like yeah. so how, how you approach learning and education all of this i mean these are air force pilots i mean these are super smart folks right? right and so yeah this is impressive that you got the same results there and that tells us actually a lot about the effectiveness there right. knowledge retention is higher memorization is higher and uh yeah no this is this is fantastic i love it um well joseph thank you so much um we're already at the end of the show but um Thank you so much for sharing your insights and uh, you know joining us today. Uh, I think the work you're doing, especially for emerging markets, is really impactful and uh, really is impacting a lot of people's life and improving them. And I, I cannot say uh, kudos enough. That's really a, a very important topic to take care of. So thank you so much for the work you're doing and for telling us about it. Thanks, Renee. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was an honor to be on the show. And thanks everyone for joining us for Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Watch our blog and follow our social media channels, subscribe to our um, show here, of course. And you can also visit our website at reply.com to view all previous episodes if you missed some. Um, until then, take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.